Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having an absolutely blessed, fantastic day today, as you always are on this show. Hope you guys are ready for a wild show today. Got a lot of different topics we're going to be going over, a lot of health stuff. And also, to be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. If you guys follow the email or get the email updates every day, which I highly suggest you sign up for our free weekly newsletter, it gives you links to the show every day, including the articles that we talk about on this show and much more, along with different specials and coupons and updates of different kits and coupons that we come out with every single week and month. And so, again, you guys know we do the 12 days. That's the Magnesium Brain Food Capsules on sale for the 12-day coupon. So basically, you can add a bottle of magnesium brain food capsules, throw in the 12 days, 1-2-D-A-Y-S, into the coupon code, and you get 10% off, no restrictions on the product as far as how many you want to get. And that's for 24 hours only. It changes over every single morning. So again, be sure to check that out. And also, you guys voted, and it won the Muscle Blast BCAA formula. This is one of the most top-tier amino acid formulas on the market. I use this product as an intra-workout supplement. I take it while I work out. I've got a lot of business, a lot of different friends and bodybuilders and workout partners that I've that have used this over the years, and they have all told me in unison they've tried all types of different products, and everybody likes this. It's one of the best intra-workouts amino acids because it's not just your three amino acid formula like the majority of products are on the web, on most websites and most companies. Not only that. We have extremely clean flavor in it, no artificial colors, no artificial sweeteners, no artificial anything whatsoever. And so it actually tastes decent, works incredibly well. One of the biggest responses that I always get from is people that are athletes or people that are exercising or simply people that are just getting a workout in every couple of days is the muscle endurance without any type of stimulants. And that's one of the biggest factors of this formula is it allows you to kind of push harder, push longer with less fatigue and more muscle endurance without actually using a stimulant like any caffeine or some of these other formulas. Great, but some people like using that, like the purple stick formula that we're working on right now that should be up and out here shortly. We're getting together. Uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a little boost of energy, but this product really helps out if you're not wanting to use a stimulant and you really want to have a good condition, con- continual conditioning and endurance through workouts. The Muscle Blast formula is excellent for that. It really supports muscle strength and recovery as well post-exercise. So be sure to check it out as product of the week. That will be updated in about an hour or so. And one of the first things that I'm going to get into is a lot of people have already seen this now as it's been released is Pfizer now has finally released the last batch of documents that they were court-ordered to do so by the FDA right at 800 days after the COVID vaccine approval. Now, independent scientists and researchers can see everything the FDA saw when it made its decision that the vaccine was safe and effective. And we know now over the last year of seeing these batches come out, you know, 20, 50,000 pages at a time, and we go through them, nothing even remotely implied to the FDA that these shots were safe and effective at all period. Nothing. No part of them whatsoever showed this was a safe and effective shot. And what's ironic about this, the recent documents disclosed as part of the Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against the FDA shows the agency knew its safety monitoring system was not sufficient for assessing the risk of heart conditions associated with the Pfizer's vaccine when it licensed it in the company's community vaccine, which, by the way, still does not exist. When the FDA came in and gave approval 
Remember, they, they, they had emergency use authorization for the shot rolling out, which was complete and total sham because there was no significant research that showed it was safe and effective. So it just got emergency use. Then once Pfizer got all the documentation, they came in and they licensed Comirnaty and approved it as a COVID vaccine, even though Comirnaty had never been produced. It didn't exist. It was the licensed trademark name of the Pfizer COVID shot that was actually different than was currently on the market. So they said because they were structurally similar and that the paperwork showed that community was structurally similar, it got full approval. Now, what's interesting about this now is that the, one of the memos in here in the last 51,893 pages of disclosure specifically addresses the agency's CBER sensitive initiative, which essentially is the Sentinel program that goes in and looks at the serious risk of myocarditis, pericarditis, and other associated cardiac issues. They said the Sentinel program is not sufficient to assess the serious risk of myocarditis and pericarditis. At the time of approval, the data sources in the SBR Sentinel program are not sufficient to identify the outcomes due to lack of sufficient power to assess the magnitude of risk in patients ages 12 to 30 years old. In addition, the Sentinel program is not sufficient to follow up on cases for recovery status and long-term or for identification and characterization of subclinical myocarditis cases. This is a memo in what was done by the FDA. The FDA has this in here stating that there was not sufficient program and there was not a sufficient basically login to, to determine whether or not the risk was extremely high or the magnitude of risk to essentially cardiac issues, including myocarditis and pericarditis, in patients ages 12 to 30 years old. The exact age group that has been having some of the worst cardiovascular effects on their body all across the world, the FDA stated there was not a sufficient program to assess this when they looked at all the data that Pfizer submitted, meaning the FDA has known from the beginning that this shot rolled out that this product more than likely was causing cardiac events in these children and young adults, and yet they approved it, and yet they're stating there was not enough program to monitor it, <laughs> yet they've continually said and doubled down that it's safe and effective, even though now we have seen tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of cardiac event cases just in the United States that everybody seems to keep ignoring. On top of that as well, According to the clinical review, there were more cardiac disorders and trial participants who received the Pfizer COVID vaccine compared to the placebo group. They said cardiac conditions were reported at the cause of death in nine participants between 25 to 100 days after receiving at least one dose of the Pfizer vaccine, including seven cases of cardiac arrest. It's nuts. They said because the COVID-19 RNA in a spike protein was found, this is what Dr. Peter McCullough said. This is his response to this report yesterday. He said, because the COVID-19 RNA and the spike protein are found in the human heart at autopsy, causing inflammation and heart damage, it is incontrovertible that the COVID-19 vaccines are cardiotoxic. Younger individuals and healthy hearts take up more of the damaging vaccine in the cardiac tissue, resulting in symptoms of chest pain, palpitations, blood pressure issues, dizziness, and sadly, cardiac arrest. At both time periods, an internal surge of adrenaline appears to be the factor for the fatal arrhythmia in those with COVID-19 vaccine myocarditis. 
despite nearly double the number of reported cardiac events in vaccine participants versus placebo recipients, the FDA concluded that deaths were unlikely to be related to the vaccination. (laughs) This is crazy, guys. Dr. Peter McCullough continues to say, as cardiologists, these serious adverse events are unacceptable. I have called all COVID-19 vaccines to be removed from the market with an urgent push for research strategies to prevent cardiac death after injection. Vaccine released was released despite the manufacturing issues as well. According to the Pfizer Andover response to form FDA 43 included in the, re- the newly released documents, numerous manufacturing issues and inadequacies and quality oversight were directly identified. Several batches of the COVID-19 vaccine were flagged for deviating from product quality standards. Yet the effective batches, listen to this, Yet the affected batches were released to the public in various lots and the numbers of which were redacted. (laughs) This is crazy. They went on to say here, Dr. Jackson, who is a whistleblower who worked at a regional director at testing sites for Pfizer Pfizer contractor Ventivia. This was Brooke Jackson, the one that basically got a huge blowout with them because she left. And then they essentially said they terminated her because she started asking questions on why all these different problems were arising and why the quality control wasn't being met. They said, okay, we've got to let you go now. She said – this goes all the way back to November 2021. She said Pfizer falsified data, unblinded patients, employed inadequately trained vaccinators, and was slow to follow up on any adverse events reported in Pfizer's trial. She went on to say that she was a trained clinical trial auditor for more than 15 years of experience in clinical research coordination and management. She emailed a complaint to FDA and was fired the day later. She subsequently filed a lawsuit against Ventivia and Pfizer, alleging Pfizer had defrauded the government while developing an unsafe COVID-19 vaccine. And guys, this you can look at this now. I'm, I'm going to put the report on the website. You guys can go through a lot of the synopsis of this. This was beyond like whoopsie, we let a vaccine go out that was basically bad. This was, we blatantly allowed the vaccine to go out and we knew what it was going to do to the general population. We knew it was having significant health problems, cardiac problems in the clinical trial participants. We knew the batches were contaminated and yet we let it roll out. The biggest one that I've fed, like I said here, from FDA form report 483, and I'm going to report this because this just blew my mind when I read this today, is that numerous manufacturing issues and inadequacies and quality oversight were identified in several batches of the COVID-19 vaccine and were flagged for deviating from quality standards, yet the affected batches were released to the public in various lots and the numbers of which were redacted in the report. I mean, we still can't see what actual numbers of the batches were identified for not meeting quality control standards, yet they were still rolled out. This would make sense, guys. <laughs> this would make sense right here. While we have the website, how bad is my batch? And you have certain batch numbers that you literally see upwards of 96 to 97% severe adverse event reports from that same, that one singular batch. And yet you have other batches where it's almost like a placebo saline solution. There's nothing. There's like four or five reports of a sore arm in the entire batch reporting. Yet you have other ones where, almost, I mean, you have multiple deaths on the same batch. You have numerous cardiac events on the same batch. You have all types of autoimmune problems and other health problems that pop up on the same batch number, and yet none of them have ever been pulled off the market. This is some crazy stuff, and it's not like we didn't already know a lot of this was going on. But now when you have this data documentation 
that was submitted to the FDA that made them have the decision to approve this shot to be rolled out on the general population. And here's the part that I want to address on this, and I want to, I want to just kind of beat this dead horse for one last time. This wasn't like this shot rolled out, and they said, you know what? This is a completely experimental shot. We don't know what it's going to do to you. If you're that scared of COVID and you're that terrified of it, we have a shot available. It your consent if you want to get it. They didn't do that. They told the entire United States military, if you don't get this shot, you're getting dishonorably discharged. They told every healthcare worker, you have to get this shot or we're going to terminate you. They told OSHA to mandate a backdate, a 1986 obscure law for health and safety standards in the workplace and said that OSHA was going to come in and fine every business with 50 employees or more up to $50,000 per employee that did not be forced to get this unbelievably sick shot that the FDA knew was causing horrific cardiac events in the clinical trial participants, and they knew these shots were contaminated and they did not meet quality control standards, yet Pfizer rolled them out. That's the part you got to take out of all of this. It wasn't like they came out with a drug and said, hey, by the way, this drug sucks. It's unbelievably dangerous. The participants are having heart attacks, but Use at your own risk if you want to get it. We got it. Other than that, we're just going to let it be. They literally did propaganda 24-7 on every mainstream media outlet telling everyone it was safe and effective and then mandated the shot in most cases and then told everybody, if you don't get the shot, you're grandma-killing racist neo-Nazi skinhead and you don't belong out in public. You shouldn't be able to go buy a meal. You shouldn't be able to travel. You shouldn't be able to walk into a store. And, and, and. You guys know the entire story. So the million-dollar question. The million-dollar question I present once again to my listeners, my friends, my family, my health masters, customers. If you know the United States government was neck deep in this complicit and rolling out a shot that they knew was causing heart attacks, they knew there was not enough clinical data to show this thing was even safe, they knew there was quality control standards, they knew there was not significant reporting on ages 12 to 30 on cardiovascular events, they knew all of this, yet they still tried to make you take the shot. Do you think they're telling you the truth on anything else they say from the government or the mainstream media? I will leave you guys with that question, my friends, and you guys make your own decision on that and decide whether or not you want to believe anything they tell you or if you want to do your own research and come to your own conclusion on every single topic. That's my statement on that, Dad. What do you think? Oh, well, also send me that link directly to my email. or my I'm sending it to you right now. Yeah, and send it. make sure it gets posted on the website. Um, I don't need to say about this, and I'm asking. I'm, I'm going to ask a plausible question here. This is this is not this is not this is not rhetorical. This is a question. Since they knew these batches were bad, and they sent them out anyhow, this is a question because obviously they were killing people with these batches, and they knew they were bad. They did not pass quality control standards. Why did they not pass control quality control standards? What else was in those batches to make them fail? How, there much you other, go. how much other contamination was in those? How many other types of mRNA components were in there? How much other stuff was in there as far as lipid nanoparticles? How much other stuff was put into these batches? Okay, now here's the next question. Was this done by accident? I don't think so, but that's my opinion, okay? I think that this thing, in my opinion, my humble opinion, is that 
these people that were doing this were doing a massive control study using different batches in different areas to determine the outcome and the efficacy and the viability of the shot as far as what it did from an experimental standpoint. In other words, we were the test subjects. The United States and the rest of the world, we were the guinea pigs. Let's send this batch to Israel. Let's send this batch to Egypt. Let's send this batch to, you know, you know, Italy. Let's send this batch to Florida. Let's send this batch to Georgia. And let's see what happens to the people that are there. And let's do a control study to find out how many people can contact, you know, the vaccine damaged hotline, et cetera, et cetera, to find out what's going on. Or was it something else that they were trying to determine the amount of shedding that was going to take place? I'm just I'm, I'm asking a bunch of questions now because this just blew my mind what Austin covered this morning. I have not read this article. If all of a sudden we have all these people shedding this mess and suddenly we have all of these health problems in the areas, then suddenly we're in a situation where how much of this was controlled, how much of this was contrived, and are they trying to find the most effective batch at killing people? Or the most expensive, expensive, expensive or they, or they trying to mutate stuff in order to find another sample to reestablish another mRNA bioweapon. Whatever they're doing, who knows? But the problem with all of this stuff is that we're sitting there and we're watching this and we're saying, wait a minute, this is absolutely insane. How many of these people basically were given, you know, placebos? You know, and I, I know that I, some of my other talk show hosts that I talk with. They disagree with this or whatever they do, and they're saying it wasn't placebos. I don't know. All I know is this. We've got a massively corrupt federal government. I mean, it's so corrupt that it's almost mind-boggling. It, it, it's just – and again, we talk about this on the show all the time. So if it's so corrupt and the shadow government runs everything, who runs the shadow government? Yesterday I was talking to a, a lady that I had a date with, and, and we were talking, and she was pretty sharp. She never took any childhood vaccines. She never took any, didn't take the COVID vaccine. Her mother was in the health and the fitness. And so she's avoided all of this stuff. And I asked her, she said, I said, well, who runs the government? And she goes, well, she goes, the, you know, the Illuminati does. And I'm like, no, let's go a little deeper than that. And I started talking to her and saying, look, let's take a look at who runs this thing, who is in charge of this thing. And let's go to the final outcome of who has to be the person pulling the strings. And we've done this. You have to always ask yourself the question. If the man behind the curtain is being controlled also, who controls the man behind the curtain? And again, we've talked about this before. It's a giant nexus of spider webs of all these interlocking parts. A few weeks ago, I covered all the different organizations and groups of people that were involved in running the planet and how they were able to do it from an organizational standpoint. And, and what we have to look at is who's at the nexus. Well, that has to be the money. If it's not the money, none of this runs. Money is the oil that runs and lubricates the entire financial system and all these different organizations. The people that run these organizations have to eat. They have to get paid. They have to be sponsored. Somebody's got to pay for all the stuff that they do. Somebody's got to get out there and take a look at what they're doing and say, okay, we approve, we disapprove. We're going to hire you. We're going to fire you. We're going to pay you more money. We're going to elevate you and make you a cutout like Bill Gates or Elon Musk or a bunch of other ones who receive unlimited amounts of money from the international banking cartels to fund their whatever agenda is that's being given to them, and they're the spokespeople. And that's what this is. Then you ask yourself, who's giving them the money who makes the decision? It goes right back to the international banking cartels, and these guys are the Kabbalists, Luciferians, synagogue of Satan that the Bible talks about, and they answer to Lucifer. That's it. They answer to a fallen angel. They answer to the fallen angel Lucifer. That's who they answer to. 
and they're connected to a hive mind of some type in order to do what he wants them to do, in order to do something as far as these human sacrifices that they're involved in. And this, my friends, was exactly what they did in Dresden. This was global. They killed some people, say up to half a million people in one night in Dresden with carpet bombing and basically incendiary bombing. And then the people, the women and the children that were left that ran to the river by the city to get away from the inferno that was Dresden. They came in with machine guns from their P-51 Mustangs and their British planes and mowed the women and children down with 50 caliber gunfire. This is the group that runs the planet. This was a blood sacrifice in Dresden. That's what it was. 9-11 was also a ritual mass murder blood sacrifice. They have to every so often pay homage to their god, their little g-god. Their low-life god, the cancel the 33-degree Mason god, this little group of one-third of the creation that fell. All this stuff is the benign D Nephilim, sons of the fallen, who have pledged their allegiance to Lucifer. That who runs, that's who runs the planet. And have run it for a long, long, long time. And we see that. And now we see the outcome of pure evil being taken over and taking over this planet and having been here for thousands of years, and we're in the middle of it. And now they're to the point where there's too many of us. They don't need this many people to sacrifice on an ongoing basis. They don't need this many people eating and being useless eaters, as Klaus Schwab likes to call them, and Henry Kissinger used to call them a piece of crap that he was. All of these people are out there, and they decided they're going to reduce the population of the planet. Their goal, is, according to the Georgia Guidestones, which have been destroyed, is down to 500 million. They want to destroy 90 to 95 percent of the people that are here. And they're putting a known injection in the people that attacks the cardiac muscle, causes myocarditis, pericarditis. And with a surge of adrenaline, like Austin said, if they get excited or whatever happens to them, they're out there running or doing whatever they're doing, or if they're just in pain or whatever from whatever, they get a surge of adrenaline, snap, heart stops. Wow, what an unbelievable mess we have found ourselves in, in the once great country of the United States of America. We've got immigration pouring across the borders, thousands and tens of thousands of people per day being detained. The southern states are actually collapsing under the weight of the immigration that border Mexico. Nobody will stop it. Nobody knows what to do about it. But yet we have active denial systems that we can set up on the border and nobody could penetrate it. Well, the smuggling of human beings has become the most lucrative thing that people can do now. You just bring them in across the border, bring them in across on a truck, bring them in whatever you want to do, charge them 5000 or $10,000 or $20,000 per person, sign them up into indentured servitude forever, and make them pay and pay and pay or whatever they're doing and however they get these people across the border. It becomes a major problem and a major source of revenue for these companies and organizations that are smuggling these people in. So now we're not just getting the people in from Mexico, all of Central America, all of South America, all for sub-Saharan Africa. How are the question? Here's the question we ask ourselves again. You know, when you see ISIS and ISIL and all the rest of these crazy little organizations they pick up over their Middle East, they name their names. Who pays for all the new Toyota pickup trucks? That, that's the question, guys. Who pays? Where are they getting all these Toyotas from? Who, where are they getting all these pickup trucks from? Where are they getting all their armament from? Who, who are bringing these people across the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean to come into Central and South America to come through Mexico? Who's bringing these people in by the shipload? I'm asking that question. Who's paying for all this? Again, it goes back to the same people that we talked about earlier. And this is what we have. And now we have all these children dying of myocarditis and pericarditis. Now we have this shot being added into the shot schedule. And here they have, because it's in the shot schedule, unprecedented immunity because it's in the shot schedule. I, I, I don't even know what to say about this. You know, Austin nailed that segment. And I'm so frustrated because I talk to people all the time, and the vast majority of the people have absolutely no idea 
of what has happened to the United States and has happened to the world. And again, this is why I did this series, Angel Wars, because it's the same group. It's always the same group. It's always the Satanists. It's always the synagogue of Satan. It's, it's, Jesus called them out in the book of John. He told them that their father was the devil, and that's who they worshipped, and he was the father of lies. And he, war- he told everybody in the book of John when it was recorded who they were, what they were, what they do, how they do it. And so if we understand that, we go back and go, wow, this has been going on for a long, long, long time. These things, these entities have been here for a long time. And, and, and now they're basically coming in and, and, and just, just destroying the whole planet because they want to reduce the population. The Daily Mail had an interesting article this morning. It says, everyone you know has come down with a super cold. CDC says 15 states are suffering very high or high levels of respiratory illnesses. Is yours a hotspot? South Carolina and Louisiana have the highest levels of COVID, flu, and RSV. ER visits for these illnesses have been steadily rising in the U.S. since October. More, you know, it says the interactive map on this article that I'm reading, I'm going to post, shows you how many people are there. It says more than a dozen states are experiencing a surge in viruses, and it goes on and on and on. Then it even quotes the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, reports 15 states are experiencing elevated risks of infection. South Carolina, Louisiana, California, Florida, Texas, New Jersey, Alabama, all of them think through what's happening here with all of this stuff and a lot of this is in the southern states where you have more conservatives and more white christians etc etc is this part of the test that was done the different batches let's see how much we can affect the immune system in these particular states we got a bunch of white christians down here let's get rid of them i'm asking that's rhetorical now is that that is that what they're doing i don't know but now all of a sudden i know so many people i talked to another doctor last night He's had another lung infection for another month. Now he's having all kinds of antibiotics and inhalers, all kinds of other stuff because he's been exposed to this stuff and he doesn't know what to do with it. And he doesn't know how to repair his lungs. And it goes on and on. The immune system of the folks have been – and by the way, this doctor was not vaccinated. but He was exposed to a lot of people who were shedding. So we ask ourselves the question, what are we going to do with all of this? Well, I'm going to be blunt again, as we always are on this show, and just real direct. And sometimes people can handle it, sometimes they can't. Some of you love it, some of you don't. Some of you just listen to the show to find out how mad you get, I guess. I don't know. But we've got to keep our immune systems as strong as we possibly can. We've got to keep the D3, the vitamin C, the zinc, all the rest of this stuff in our systems in order to keep our bodies strong. If you've been exposed to the COVID shot, if you've been exposed to, you know, shedding, take the N-acetylcysteine, tend to take the take the other take get to get the COVID spike, you know, prevention kit or the survival kit. <clears throat> All of us need to realize that we have a problem right now with them coming after everyone as far as from a respiratory illness standpoint, and it's a major problem that we're going to have that we're going to have to deal with over and over and over again. You know, Paul Craig Roberts came out with a very interesting article, and he said. Is the air of truth over? He says, truth tellers are slandered every day by alleged fact checkers and verification sites such as NewsGuard. He says, he was on to say, I find it extraordinary that Americans can be so stupid as to believe the snake oil salesman. Anyone can be set up by the control, the explanation, money to be a fact checker or a verification site. If you look at the personnel involved in these slander websites, which is all they are, there is no, none of, no one of any consequences or achievement. All of them are people of zero accomplishment other than the art of slander. Does it occur to Americans to wonder who sets up these sites for the purpose of suppressing truth and discrediting truth tellers? Truth tellers? Probably not. Many Americans still think that they live in a free democratic society. The few remaining truth tellers face a dilemma. Why continue? Now listen to this. I'm going to answer this question because this, this, is, this is a rhetorical question he's asking here. 
but I'm going to answer it. The few remaining truth tellers face a dilemma. Why continue? What is the use? An individual voice could not be heard when up against the billions of dollars in unanimous voice of print and TV, media, government, and corporate America in the endless websites established by the establishment to control the explanations. All a website has is, as an indication of its worth is its readers and what they do to support the website. Now, I'm going to stop for a second. He asked the question, why continue? What is this, what is the use? I'm going to answer that. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to answer this. You guys know what happens when I stand up. I start preaching a little bit. Now, listen to me. We have a calling. Now, listen, please. We are empowered by the Most High God. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. The same power that took him out of that tomb, took him, put him back in his body and resurrected him from the dead. The same power that when he died on Calvary, the entire earth started to come apart with earthquakes and God the Father had to step in and stop it. The same power that held the entire universe together that Jesus built basically is the same power that raised him from the dead and it dwells in you. These people who are doing this to us, these people that have poisoned us with COVID, these people that have poisoned our children, and these people who continually degrade God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, and blaspheme Jesus. These same people want you to believe that you've been defeated, and you have not been defeated. Because you have that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, and it's in you right now. People ask me, how in the world? Did you guys get back on your show live 10 days after the death of your beloved wife, Sharon? My response is always the same. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. We have a calling on this show to teach you who Jesus is, who Christ is, and what we can do as Christians. And so Paul asks, what are these things doing? What good is it to do to try to fight against mainstream media? I don't care what mainstream media says. I don't care what they do. I'm going to sit here on this show with Austin, and we're going to proclaim the glory of God Almighty all the days of our life. And we're going to tell you to stand your ground, that you put on the full armor of God, and you do whatever it takes to tell your friends, and we will make a difference. I will not get cynical. I will not get depressed. I will not do any of that. I will stand my ground. I will fight this thing until it's done. That's how I feel. Now, I hope you guys feel the same way because I've learned something. Even a dead fish can float downstream. I've got that one figured out. If you give up a battle, you lose. It doesn't matter what part of the battle you're in. You could be right an inch from victory, and you give up, you lose. We can't allow that. We have been called to a higher purpose as Christians. We have been called to stand on the rooftops and boldly proclaim who we are in Christ Jesus and make people realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, regardless of what the mainstream media does. And we need to understand that. So don't allow negativity to creep in. Don't do that. You stand your ground with me in Austin. You stand your ground. You guys are my family. I pray for you guys every single day. And I'm not going to allow this mainstream media to come in and take advantage of you. I won't do it. We're going to fight this stuff. You know, the vast majority of you, my listeners, did not take the COVID shot. Some of you were forced to because of loss of jobs and having to support your families. I got that. That's why we've got the spike protein survival kit. I've got all that. But listen to me. You stay positive. And no matter what, you look you look Lucifer right in the eyes and you say, that's for me and my house. We're going to serve God almighty. 
We're not going to play your game, and you're not going to scare us because do we have no? You have no victory in us. Oh death, oh death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? It no longer exists for us. So no matter what, we're going to play the game the way we're supposed to play it. We're going to stay positive, and we're going to realize that this battle was won on Calvary. When Jesus said it is finished, he meant it was finished. And all they're trying to do is erase the memory of what Jesus did. That's all they're trying to do. We're not going to let them do that because we're going to stand our ground all the days of our life because we have the power that raised Jesus from the dead that is dwelling in us all the time. Austin, what do you think? Hey, man, that was excellent, bud. You get fired up for good reason. <laughs> I'm over these people, Austin. I know. Well, that, that's that's what they the, the constant. You know, you got to understand from a psychological warfare standpoint with these these banker boys that they like to do is they like to constantly demoralize everybody. They have to constantly try to make people think that there is no hope and there is hope. God, Dad just made that very very clear. And so, what's interesting about this is now is that you got to start looking at what's really going on and address it and realize that there there is hope and victory and that we do have the ability to change things and we do have the ability to stand up for what we truly believe. That's why I constantly say all the time, I said, you got to come to the conviction. You know, you have these lines that are constantly drawn. In the Bible, there's very specific lines. Jesus talks about them in certain convictions and certain things, certain standpoints. That's why he talks in parables all the time. This happens, this happens, this happens. When you do this, this happens. There's certain consequences to things. And if you decide whether or not you want to, you know, deal with those consequences, then okay. You know, what's, what, is, what is the ROI? What's the return on your investment, so to speak? And on top of that as well, you know, what are you going to allow to go into your head? Hmm, that's a big one. What are you going to allow to continually go into your brain? You know, majority of us, the vast majority of us, are not sitting there strapped to a chair with our eyelids taped open, being forced to watch CNN 24 hours a day. Vast majority. I mean, I would imagine the vast majority of Americans, not, that's not happening to them. I mean, you may have somebody somewhere in a black site with the CIA having that done to them. And I mean, more power to the CIA and where all the weird stuff they do. I, golly, I can't stand these guys. There's sicko perversion that they're involved in. But the vast majority of people are not having that happen to them. Meaning you're voluntarily putting propaganda and rhetoric into your skull every single day when you watch this perversion on TV, when you watch the lies. And what's interesting about this is now, you know, the mainstream media is literally none of them, none of them have covered anything that I talked about this morning with the Pfizer documentation that was released. None of them. Now, what they did cover is, oh, Ukraine president meets in D.C. with defense contractors amid a bid for more $61 billion in taxpayer support for Ukraine as America needs to continue to bolster support for Ukraine. That's, that's on the mainstream media right now. You, Zelensky flies from Ukraine. Remember, remember, he's in the middle of a hot war right now. He's flown, what he's flown in the United States, like 20 times? He just, he just keeps flying back from Ukraine to the United States, back and back, back and back to back. Like, hey, you know, don't worry about it. That's only about a quarter of a million dollar private jet flight on the plane that he's rolling in as far as round trip. He's like, they're flying in some big jets with numerous air support back and forth. Yeah, I don't worry about it. You know, quarter mil here, quarter mil there, quarter mil here. Like, nah, 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 nah. Don't, don't worry about that. We need more money. Meeting, meeting with the, the CEO of some of these companies, including I think Raytheon was there, the CEO of Raytheon, also the chief financial officer and vice president for Northrum, Northrop. The Kali guys, they, they're going in, they're going, this guy is a cash cow. You got to think from the defense contractor, defense contractor standpoint, they're going, this guy is money. Every time he shows up, we make another $20 billion, another $10 billion, another $5 billion, another $40 billion. Every time this guy shows up, 
We're gonna go. We're gonna wine and dine him. We're thinking about this, you know, steak. We're gonna think about the dinner. This guy shows up. It's like a party. They have all these videos and photos all over mainstream media. Him hanging out, taking photos, taking videos, shaking everybody's hands, all laughing. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I thought this guy's in a fight for his life right now, Zelensky. I thought his country's in a fight for his life right now. If he's the president of Ukraine, why is he flown back and forth to the United States and left his country twenty plus times? Hmm? Just thought I'd throw that out there. Why is he constantly running around all these other countries, you know, basically lobbying for more money that nobody can figure out where all these weapons are going? I mean, he's gotten literally as much armaments as the first couple of years of the entire Iraqi invasion. And yet, you know, we got we got like four years of Iraq invasion, Afghanistan invasion, weapon systems into it. But, you know, he's in a little skirmish on the border of Ukraine and Russia. I mean, you know. Can't seem to figure out where all the money and weapons and rockets and Patriot systems and machine guns and ammunitions are going. Now, we talk about the other day, I talked about how suddenly we're having a gunpowder shortage in the United States. Yeah, coincidental. I put that in you know parentheses. Coincidentally, we have a gunpowder shortage. No, we don't have a gunpowder shortage. That talked about in detail how you make gunpowder as far as now the aspect of how you actually do it. Now, it's not a difficult compound to produce from a legal manufacturer. Yet suddenly we're having a shortage on it. Well, maybe we're having a shortage on the raw materials because BlackRock owns the companies that supply the raw materials. Hmm. There you go. Thought I'd throw that out there. And what's crazy about this is now you're looking at all this stuff that's starting to culminate with the truth that's coming out with the shot and with the health problems and all these different things. Yet you constantly have all these distractions. What's interesting now, Italy's top health official is now under criminal investigation for essentially mass murder for his actions during the pandemic that resulted in the nation's soaring vaccine-related deaths. Robert Spernanza served as the Italian health minister between September 19 and October 2022. He was basically Italy's Fauci, what he was. And it's funny to me, you know, the Italians seem to be the only ones that are getting their head out of the sand and waking up. I mean, that's sincere. They've come in now, and they ban transgenders from basically their Miss you know, Italy pageant. They've come in now and they've banned all lab-grown meat from being produced, making it illegal to be sold in Italy. They've now done full criminal investigation for mass murder for their version of Fauci, the Italian health minister, saying that evidence has now emerged to suggest that Speranzas knew that the COVID-19 shot were dangerous to public health but concealed the information and pushed the national rollout anyway. He's under investigation for mass homicide after emails reveal that from the very start of the vaccinations, he knew the shots were causing severe health problems and killing people and gave orders to local health authorities to conceal deaths and serious side effects. According to investigators, he covered up the information in order to reassure Italian citizens that the injections were safe and effective and not jeopardize the campaign. Fauci did the exact same thing. He met in Langley off the books with the CIA to figure out how to manipulate the narrative so that people didn't realize that this whole thing was grown in a lab and they released the sh- they released the virus out there to get people sick with a cold so then they could justify rolling out a gene therapy shot that was not approved that was emergency use by Pfizer. Fauci was right in the middle from the, the leadway on this yet where'd he go? Oh he retired on his pension one of the most highest, highest paid federal employees in recorded history, making almost a half a million dollars a year in his position. Now, I'm sure he's probably sitting on an island, sipping pina coladas, sitting on a giant pile of money, laughing hysterically, 
Hate to tell him, though, man. Justice will be served. The afterlife will come up to bite him in the butt one day for what he did. He will have to give an account for what he did on this earth. That's going to happen to him, whether whether he gets whether he has to pay for it in this life or it will be in the next. That guy's a complete and total piece of garbage. But it's ironic to me, Dad. I keep looking at this. Every time I turn around, Italy keeps blasting stuff out of the water with what's going on with this. And it's like, where's the rest of the country as far as where's the rest of the world? Where's the rest of the United States? I guess everybody's so dumbed down and asleep on fluoride. Nobody really wants to question anything that's going on. Nobody really wants to look at what's really happening. Everybody just wants to kind of sit around and pretend that this isn't happening, that this isn't occurring, that we're just going to act like none of it's happening. You know, one of the worst things you can do is be complacent in an emergency. It's a fact. I don't mean being wild and out of control. I mean being calm, being collected, but not being complacent. You know, we always used to joke about all the time when I was younger, when I used to ride crotch rocket street bikes all the time. I used to race motocross. and You know, I've been race cars. I've been on the track before. I've always been a motorhead, and I've always enjoyed vehicles. And the thing I've always told people, we've always joked about it, is the comment always rings, to be clear, is that hesitation gets you killed, period. They use that same same statement in gunfighting, too, with, with the military and with spec ops. Whenever you have a situation that's occurring, it's very, very dire. It's serious. You can't be hesitating. It has to be reflective. You've got to be, it's got to be a reflex. You have to say, okay, bam, this is what I'm doing. Go for it. Same thing if you're driving in a car, right? You're driving on the road, and you've got, you got an idiot in front of you that's doing 45 and the speed limit is 60, and he won't go anywhere. He's from California. He won't drive. He doesn't need to be here. He needs to go back to his crappy state because nobody wants him here. I mean, that's pretty common in Florida. And you go to pass him. Well, if you go to pass him, and you see there's oncoming traffic, but you know there's plenty of room to safely overtake the vehicle, and it's, you know, striped line. It's not illegal to pass them. And all of a sudden, you get right beside him, and you go, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. I'm going to come out of the throttle. I'm going to contemplate this for a few seconds to see if I should continue to pass him while you're sitting in the left lane. Highly likely, you're probably going to get yourself killed and other people killed because of your unbelievably idiotic behavior because you're hesitating. You can't do that. Once you commit to something and you see an opening, you see a position, you see a something that you have to take advantage of immediately, you've got to take it. You can't, be, you can't be complacent. That same thing has to be applied to every area when you start seeing people tell you because it's an emergency you have to do this. No, not, not hesitating on this. I'm not, I'm not coming off this. I'm standing my ground on this. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not taking the shot. I'm not shutting down my business. I'm not complying, period. I'm not hesitating. This is my stance. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to do it. If you don't like it, come at me with it, and let's see who wins. And the thing about this is, is that so many Americans now have become so complacent and so hesitant because they've been dumbed down or they've been beat down psychologically because they've allowed themselves to listen and allow the mainstream media lies to be injected into their skull, and they've planted so many seeds in their brain of essentially hesitation and compliance that they don't know how to follow through. They try to do something, and their body naturally stops them from doing it because they've been trained. This is what they're doing in the hospitals. This is what they've done in the medical establishment. This is what they've done in the universities. This is what they're doing in the K-12 through schools. They're planting seeds of complacency in people's minds. They're telling people, do not resist. Do not stand up. Do not question the authority. 
And what happens is, from a psychological standpoint, once you have that ingrained in your mind long enough, it makes it physically impossible in some cases for people that have been mind-controlled to actually stand up and push back. They cannot do it. It's a conflict in their brain. It does not compute. This is a very big problem. Now, it can be reversed. It can be reversed. If you continue to encourage people to really read the truth and they start reading positive truth and they start reading real things and they start reading the word of God, they dig back into the Bible and they start reading what they're supposed to do, they can unplant some of those seeds. You can dig them up, just like if you've got a garden of weeds. If you've got a garden of weeds, you can't sit there and say, well, this is a beautiful garden of roses. Everybody's going to walk up to you and say, that's a horrific looking garden. It's not a garden of roses. You go, no, 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 no. It's a garden of roses. That's what people do now in the United States. They say, oh, everything's good. Everything's great. My children are being taught godly facts in the school system. I'm being taught godly principles from my, you know, my basically blab it, grab it church. My, my pastor that's basically a motivational speaker. Everything's good. Everything's great. I don't need to do anything different. I'm told everything's good. I need to get my fifth, my 15th booster. I need to eat my GMO corn. I need to eat my glyphosate and all my high fructose corn syrup because that's what I'm supposed to do. Anybody with a brain is going to look at you and go, that's, that's horrible, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not a good idea. That's, that's not accurate whatsoever. You really need to do some research on stuff. That's not a garden of roses. That's a garden of weeds. Well, once it clicks and that person gets enough information and they start reading the Bible and they start reading facts and they start being intelligent again, you could go in and you could dig up all those, those roots. I've done it. We have these things in Florida called stink vine. Originally came about a lot of times in the orange groves back in the day. And there are these big bulbs, these orange bulbs. They stink. They get in the ground. They grow unbelievably fast. They cover everything. They're a nuisance like a parasite. They live off the other plants. They cover trees. They cover orange groves. They'll cover anything up. They get so thick in some areas back in old Florida, you can literally climb up them and run across them. They become so strong. They interwine. They're interwoven. They're like fabric at a certain point. Stink fine. They're absolute nightmare. And of course, by the name of them, they stink when you cut them open. They have this like white silky goo on the inside that's unbelievably nasty and it stinks to high heavens. They're hard to get rid of. Now you can cut them down. You can chop them down. You can pull them down. You can stomp on them and spit on them and chop them up with a shovel. And they'll be dead on the ground for a while. And then they'll immediately keep sprouting and they'll continue to grow. The only way to ruin and kill stink vines is you have to dig up the bulbs out of the ground with a shovel. That's the only way to kill them. They will come back every single time. And that's what people have to start doing with this propaganda and lies. You can't just sit there and go, oh, well, I'm just going to kind of watch another report or another little news media article that may be a little bit more unbiased or listen to a podcast and it'll cover all of it up. You've got to go back to the root of what's causing these problems. You've got to go back and dig it up and say this is where I was wrong on it. This is why it's a problem. I've been told that fluoride's been healthy my entire life, and I'm still using it in my toothpaste and my mouthwash, and it's causing issues with my ability to understand what's really happening right now. I need to address it, and I need to get to the bottom of it. So I'm going to stop using fluoride. Boom. You just pulled a root out of the ground. Right there. That's one. That's one. Uh, maybe 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 roots there. You got one. Start with one. You can do the two. The next we start looking at it, you go, man, I need more energy. I need to be more mentally acute. I need to be healthier. I'm going to start eating cleaner. I'm going to stop eating high fructose corn syrup. I'm going to start running my multiple powder and my B-complex and my vitamin C. Boom. You just pulled two more roots out. 
say, okay, I'm going to start getting in the exercise gym now. I'm going to get my body stronger. I'm going to get natural serotonin and dopamine release in my body. I'm going to become more acute. I'm going to become more aggressive. I'm going to become more awake. Boom. It's another two, three roots you just pulled out of the ground. And slowly but surely, you can push back. You can become stronger. You can stand up high. You can pull your shoulders back. And you can say, I'm a proud American. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not embarrassed to say that. I can sit there and say, American lives matter. I can say that I'm proud to live in this country and that I support liberty and patriotism and biblical beliefs. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. I'm not going to put my head down, tell you that, oh, okay, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody with my statements. If you get offended by somebody saying they're a proud American or somebody gets offended by saying I'm proud to be an American and American lives matter and we should focus on the United States unity first and bringing this country back, if somebody gets offended by that, they got their own issues to work out in their own brain, and it ain't your problem. I tell you that right now. So continue, my friends, to encourage one another. Get the information out there. Get the truth out there every day because you don't know how well or how much or how many roots you could be pulling out of propaganda and disinformation that have been planted in people's brains just by talking to them. It may plant a positive seed, and now you've pulled these roots out. You've pulled these weeds out. Now what do you do? Now you want to plant a rose or you want to plant a magnolia tree or whatever plant you decide you want to do, but it's a positive one. It's a good one. Avocado tree. I love avocados. Avocado is one of the healthiest fats on the planet, along with those with eggs. Start planting avocado trees. This is a good analogy for you there. That way you actually are producing something, and you can continue to produce for other people and encourage them and keep them strong and continue to basically gas them up and put race fuel in them and say, listen, you can do this, brother. I'm here with you. We've all been in this. We're going to continue to fight, and we have unity. That's what America needs the most right now is Christian unity coming together where everybody supports one another another and says, listen, I got your back. I know what you've been through. You know what I've been through. I'm here. Let's grind through this. That's my stance on it, Deb. What do you think? Well, this is turning, this is turning into a green show today. <laughs> it's just, just great. It's a great show. In other words, yeah. for rebroadcast. I mean, the information that we're giving you today is just un- unreal, especially with the stuff with the Pfizer leaks and all the stuff that I told you about standing your ground. What also just talked about pulling up roots and stink vine. And he's right. And the other thing too, you got to be real careful. A lot of these roots have bulbs on them. So you got to pull up the bulb too, because the problem is that bulb will start regenerating more stink vine. So you got to dig it down deep and pull it all out. I know that up in North Carolina, I had some doggone kudzu on the property. And I mean, I got up there with a doggone, you know, track hoe and I grabbed, I, you know, I'm, I actually know how to run that heavy equipment. I grabbed the track hoe, you know, with my bucket and I, you know, got a thumb on it and I, I grabbed it and I pulled this stink vine. This kudzu, when wasn't stink vine, was kudzu, out of the tree, about picked the whole doggone crawler up doing it. Finally, I had to back the crawler up to get the stink vine out to use the full weight of the crawler, and I had it, and I cut it all off. Well, guess what? It just came right back because it was probably the size of a doggone wheelbar, massive, you know, bulb in the bottom, you know, this ravine where the stuff was growing out of that I couldn't get rid of. So every time I go up there, I just pull out more stink vine. Sometimes, but you got to dig out the root. Problems I can't get to the root. See, and this is the problem that you run into with the truth. The truth will set you free, but you got to pull the stink vine out, like Austin said first, because that stink vine, it's like the Bible talks about the wheat and the weeds in with the wheat. And you got to be careful with all that so you don't tear up the wheat by pulling out the weeds. And so it's important that when you start giving people the truth about what's really happening, that you do it incrementally. You don't try to overload them. 
I spoke to this lady yesterday, the same one that I was talking to about as far as the decisions and stuff, all the stuff about who's behind the curtain. I started talking to her about Christ and about Jesus. She said, well, a lot of this stuff's just overwhelming. And she's a Christian. The problem is she's been taught Kool-Aid Christianity, the stuff that you don't go in and look at the whole scope of what Christianity is and understand what Jesus really did on the cross. And she's a great person, great lady, very smart. At least she believes in Jesus. But the reality is this. If people don't understand what's going on, if people don't understand who planted the stink vine, this is this is Lucifer's lair, by God, by guys. This, this this is what he did. This is when they came in and they gave us those two thousand religions after the Tower of Babel. It was all done to basically lie to us and to make us believe the lie and to believe the stink vine is good. That's a healthy plan. That's something you should be looking forward to having in your yard or kudzu or all the rest. That's why women now, and this is an article that just came out, said women in her 30s, this cries, describing finally wanting kids after swearing off marriage. She's 38 years old, and she says that she's now been betrayed by feminism. When she turned 38, a terror began to take over. She warns and wants to warn other women not to follow in her footsteps. Guys, this is the lie of the devil. You can be all you want to be. It started back with that Abilene commercial back in the 70s or 80s. You know, you know, I, I could fry up the bacon, bring it, I could bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan and never let you forget you're a man. Remember that? You guys remember that. You look it up online. I posted it before on the website. It's that lie. They don't want you to follow a godly course. They don't want you to do that. They want you to be in competition with your man. They want you to hate your man. They want you to deride you, to tear your man down. They want you to basically be, be, you know, be putting him down all the time. Husbands, same thing. You got to build your wives up. You got to help your wives. You got to encourage your wives. You know, make one of your love languages affirmation, so you guys can support each other and build each other up both directions. And realize that the greatest calling that a woman could be is to be a biblical wife. The greatest calling that a husband could be is to be a biblical husband. Don't allow the world to come in and to distract you from that and make you something else because we are bought at a price. We are children of the Most High God. He created us Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve and all the other weird stuff that Disney wants to promote. He wants you to follow his example and to be what he wants you to be all the days of your life because you were bought at a price. I love you guys so much. I'll to finish it up, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. No, you're spot on. This one thing that we've seen over so many years now, whether it be the media, whether it be the mainstream news, whether it be movies, whether it be all Disney talked about, is that there's constant subversion of what the truth is. And a lot of that is constantly trying to make things different and perverted from what they are. That's why I've told you guys before. That's one of the reasons why they're pushing the transgender approach so hard with the young children. Again, that's more seeds. That's more planting in these young children's minds that has to be unrooted at a certain point. It's designed to make them think something different than what truth, reality, and biblical principles are. It's designed to confuse them to no end so that when they come about and they start waking up and they start becoming teenagers and they start becoming adults, there's so much confusion. There's no consistency. There's no – There's n nothing computes. Everything's just twisted in their mind, and that's the point of doing it. That's what I've said before. I've, I've, I've gone through all the different psychological classes. I'm, I'm majored in psychology. I did marriage and family and abnormal psych and clinical, all kinds of different clinical psychology tests and everything else. And you go through this stuff, and you look at it, especially from a childhood psychology standpoint. There's no legitimate purpose 
or reasoning from any level of scientific research that shows it's a good idea to encourage perversion, to encourage confusion, and to encourage something that is not reality. It's based in a fantasy world by saying that a five- and six-year-old boy can pretend he's a little girl and then not that that may happen sometimes because the children are in make-believe world or they're playing guns and you know cops and robbers and maybe they're acting like in a certain way. That happens. I get that. But when you start sitting there as an adult and you start pushing it every day and you start encouraging it every day and then you start supporting them every day and saying, well, little Jimmy, you are a little girl. If you think you're a girl, you're a little girl. Let's go to see Mr. Doctor. And Mr. Doctor is going to give you some pills. And those pills are going to help you be a little girl. That is literally sadistic from the pit of hell. And anybody that does not say the same is following the teachings of Satan, flat out. There is no justifiable reason to take a young child and start putting that perversion in their brain and start encouraging them to go on drugs that are meant for castration of adults and sit there and say, this is a good idea, little Jimmy. Let's go ahead and put you on puberty blockers. And then once you're about 12, 13 years old, we're going to put you on cross-sex hormones, meaning we're going to start giving you estrogen every single day. And then we're going to get you ready because in a couple of years, you're going to go in and you're going to have part of your body completely and totally cut off of you permanently because, you know, it's, it's science. That's what you want to do, right? No point in history have we gone in and said it's okay to support people that are living in a psychological delusion that are having mental disorders, we're going to go in and support and affirm their psychological problems that they're having and their gender dysphoria, and we're going to go along with it. We're going to continue to support it. Now, you've had plenty of perversion and gender mutilation all throughout history. This, that's not a question. I'm not debating that. However, even at the peak of perversion in Rome and other countries in Middle Eastern times, they never came out and said, this is science. This is normal. We're doing this because, well, it's normal. It's the new normal. It's science. It's confirmed. They never said that. They just did it because they were being sadistic. They said, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. We're sick. This is how we're going to do it. <laughs> That's the difference now. Right now, everything is trying to push this agenda. So I appreciate you, my friends. Get the truth out there. Stand up for what you believe. Continue to talk about what's really happening. If you need anything, healthmasters.com. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the Muscle Blast Formula. It'll be going on sale right now at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>